baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Good evening, fellow MAGA extremists, you radical left-hating crazies, you. Welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Very happy to have you with us this evening here at your local liberal resistance headquarters, where we proudly champion the conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Very happy you joined us tonight. Hope you're enjoying the last of your lovely weather weekend. At least it was dry. <laughs> if you'd like to call in, our studio lines are open. You can reach me at 316-869-1330 by email at john at knssradio.com, on Facebook at the John Whitmer Show, and on, tr- on Twitter at uh, John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I would love to hear from you. I am... Really very uh, excited about our lineup this evening. In particular, last Sunday, I know we had to reschedule Carrie Lake due to travel delays, but I'm happy to confirm that she will be with us tonight to kick off our 8 o'clock hour. We'll discuss election integrity, the assault on our freedoms by the left, and her thought and her plans Uh, Looking forward at the uh, 2024 election and beyond. I'm really, really looking forward to talking with Carrie Lake. That's uh, a fascinating individual. I cannot wait for that conversation. We'll continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles. And, folks, it is getting close. Uh, The last day to register to vote is uh, literally tomorrow. Advanced ballots go out pretty soon, so we're we're coming down to you know the the rubbers meeting the road, but we will continue our conversation with Julie Rose Stroud, who is a candidate for Wichita Mayor. Brian Walsh, spokesman for the Capital Access Alliance, will join us to talk about why his organization is seeking to make air travel more affordable and accessible to and from Washington D.C. This is a story that is been featured in Wichita Eagle recently. It's something that has come up. It's very reminiscent of what happened with Dallas and uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth area a few years ago. It uh, should be a fascinating conversation. And Jay Richards from the Heritage Foundation is going to try and explain why a 12-year-old from Massachusetts was sent home from school for wearing a T-shirt declaring in all caps, there are only two genders. Kid wore the shirt and then got sent home for it. Uh, this one is a head scratcher. I cannot wait to hear what Jay has to say. And of course, we'll be taking your calls at 316-869-1330. So make sure you give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, I don't know if you, if you noticed the, it was interesting, obviously Tuesday, what our nation celebrated its 247th birthday. Thank you, Debbie Looper for correcting me on that. It was our 247th birthday. And for many across this country, July 4th is an opportunity to celebrate the blessings that come with being an American. And trust me, folks, we are blessed. We are fortunate to live in this country. And, you know, some of us celebrate the 4th to to honor those who sacrifice so much for the rest of us. Some celebrate the 4th to spend a little quality time with family and friends. Some just take that opportunity to revel in a little patriotic you know, red, white, and blue fever, which is a pleasant change from June's rainbow fever. So 
you know, some of us just like the opportunity to get together and, and shoot off some fireworks and celebrate America. But for many on the left, that's just not acceptable. Because many on the left hate America and therefore see the annual holiday as a prime opportunity to attack America. For example, Congressional Squad members, Representative uh, Jamal Bowman, Democrat from New York, and Cory Bush, Democrat from Missouri, used the occasion of America's independence to demand reparations now and push messages about stolen land and how America is racist, how you're a bunch of racists, and about we're a slave country. In his 4th of July message on Twitter, Bowman tweeted, quote, This July 4th, we must remember that we stand on stolen land, toiled by enslaved Africans, and recommit ourselves to the fight for freedom, equality, and justice. So these ideals are accessible to everyone, not just a privileged few, unquote. Set aside the fact that the first slave trafficker was African-American, but we'll just set that aside. You know, facts. Similarly, Cory Bush posted a message admonishing the Declaration of Independence and the founders saying, quote, the Declaration of Independence was written by enslavers and didn't recognize black people as human. You know, you can't make this stuff up. She went on to say, today is a great day to demand reparations now. Keep in mind, she's also a Black Lives Matter activist. Let's not forget that Cory Bush recently introduced a bill to Congress calling for $14 trillion in slavery reparations because, after all, according to Cory Bush, America is a racist country. We still are, according to Cory Bush. In yet another example of tone-deaf privilege, apparently enraged over the Supreme Court's decision to abolish affirmative action, African-American WNBA star Natasha Cloud went on a Twitter tirade, say that five times, blasting the land of the free and the home of the brave. Quote, our country is trash in so many ways, she wrote. Instead of using our resources to make it better, we continue to oppress marginalized groups that we have targeted since the beginning of time. To give you perspective... Natasha Cloud recently signed a three-year, $560,000 contract with the Washington Mystics, including $565,000 in guaranteed money and an annual average salary of $183,333. Boy, she sure sounds like an oppressed, marginalized person, doesn't she? She concluded by saying, quote, I'm tired of y'all being racist. She directed that to no one in particular. Now, for reference, since apparently she hates America, I would suggest that Miss Cloud go play for Cuba. Cuban athletes just got a pay raise and will be allowed to work abroad and have been granted significant pay increases for their performance. If she hates America so much... Why doesn't Miss Cloud go play for Cuba? They now make 5,000 pesos, $208 a month, and Cuba's national championship team will earn a 65,000 peso bonus. That's $2,700. With a half million dollars in guaranteed salary, Natasha's trashy American salary looks pretty good to me. But she still hates America. Meanwhile, at a 4th of July rally at Independence Hall in Philadelphia's uh, town, town center, a group of radicals burned the American flag and shared their thoughts on the 247th anniversary of our nation's founding. America is nothing to celebrate. So repeat after me as this rag that does not represent the people of the world goes up in flames. America is nothing to celebrate. America is nothing to celebrate. We demand, we demand a different way to live. A different way to live. A different system. A different system. Revolution, nothing less. Revolution, nothing less. America was never great. 
was never great. America was never great. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Slavery, genocide, and war. Slavery, genocide, and war. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. America was never great. America was never great. America well, I'll give her credit. She could at least count to eight, which I wasn't sure she'd be able to. The protesters are part of the Revolutionary Communist Party. They splashed red paint onto the large print of the Constitution, then listed their grievances about the United States' history and demanded an overthrow of America in favor of a new socialist republic. Uh, again, I would recommend they try Cuba. Um, I hear they have vaccines, or rather vacancies, rather, south of the border. These idiots don't know how good they have it, folks. And yet they have a right to express their opinion regardless of how wrong they are. Again, that being said, I hear Cuba is nice this time of year. The problem here is, folks, there's an obvious double standard. For example, God forbid anyone you know, burn an LGBTQ rainbow flag nowadays. That'll put you in jail, I'm sure. And don't get me wrong, the whole point of the First Amendment is to protect free speech, including speech we find offensive, like the burning of the American flag or throwing paint on the Constitution. It should be pointed out that no MAGA extremist Trump supporters showed up to interfere with their little rally. No conservative patriots tied to disrupt their little flag-burning commie weenie roast. Can we say the same for Tea Party events? Are Trump rallies given the same respect? Is the March for Life rally given the same common courtesy? Wear a red MAGA hat and you're likely to be stoned in some parts of this country. The president will call you an extremist. But these folks, just mostly peaceful protesters, were left alone. The bottom line here is whether you're a liberal, conservative, or in between, I'll bet that you have a loved one who disagrees with you about something regarding politics. It might be a sibling or a parent or an aunt or uncle or even your kids. The bottom line is we should be able to disagree without questioning each other's patriotism. You could be a liberal, conservative, or in between and still love America. Of course, if you're a liberal, you're wrong, but you could still love this country. You could still be a patriot. And since when did being a patriot become a four-letter word? Progressives are not stupid and evil, and conservatives are not all racists and misogynists. Our fellow Americans who disagree with this are not our enemies. They are our fellow Americans who simply differ with us. And it's high time we started working towards finding common ground on issues that unite us rather than all too often focusing on what divides us. If we don't, we may not see another 247 years. And I'm proud to be an American Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the men who died Who gave that right to me and We'll I take a quick break And then Brian Walsh, spokesman for the Capital Access Alliance Will be with us to talk about his organization And making air travel to D.C. cheaper you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. This is Dana Lash, and you're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. During summer, be sure to use dishwashers and stoves in the evening to minimize the effects of heat. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio for their news, traffic, weather, sports, and a community connection. It's the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times. It's critical that we keep AM radio in cars because when cell and Internet services are down, this free emergency service could be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. 
AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Tuning into the baseball game, monitoring the incoming storm, catching your favorite talk show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times? It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. AM radio provides always-on news, sports, talk, traffic, and weather reports. And it's also a vital service that provides important emergency information when your community needs it most. Tell Congress you need AM radio to stay in your car. Because when cell phones and the Internet are down, this free emergency service is critical. And when you don't have electricity, radio in the car is often your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk, sponsored by Wake Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Don't forget, if you ever miss an episode, just visit KNSSradio.com. You can find a link to podcasts of all our previous episodes there. And Make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get the latest updates on all. You gotta love Frank Sinatra. I'm sorry, you just, you gotta love Francis Albert. I'm sorry. To get all the latest show updates. Sorry, I just, who doesn't love the chairman of the board? Nicely done, Andrew, nicely done. So there's an interesting policy debate taking place in Washington, D.C. right now regarding access to Ronald Reagan Washington National Airport. Since the late 1960s, Ronald Reagan has been the only airport subject to a federally imposed perimeter rule, which limits the number of flights that are allowed to take off and land outside a 1,250-mile perimeter. The perimeter actually cuts through the state of Kansas, leaving part of the state outside this perimeter. Some folks are fighting to keep this perimeter in place because they say it protects regional airports within that 1250-mile radius. Others, like our next guest, say that the perimeter simply serves as an antiquated protectionist measure from the 1960s that has led to abnormally high ticket prices and limited competition for Americans to access our nation's capital. With us now is Brian Walsh. He is the spokesman for the Capital Access Alliance, which is a national coalition of transportation, business, and civil groups from around the country that is seeking to make air travel more affordable and accessible to and from Washington, D.C. Prior to his current role as the spokesman for CAA, Brian spent 15 years working on Capitol Hill in both House and the Senate. Brian, thank you for joining us this evening. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank you very much. Look forward to the conversation. Brian, let me start with this. Kansas doesn't currently have any direct flights to DCA. I know Kansas City uh, Airport does, which is, of course, you know, just across the border into Missouri. Uh, they have direct flight access to DCA. What would be the impact to KCI if CAA gets what it wants in this federal legislation? No, I think it's an important question because the answer is that there would be zero negative impact. Uh, the only impact would potentially be positive, both with the potential for more flights from DCA, but more broadly with lower ticket prices. So the legislation that's been introduced in both the House and the Senate 
Uh, and what's interesting about I should add about this, given kind of how polarized Washington can be, this is one of those rare issues that doesn't necessarily break across party lines. We have conservative conservative Republicans, moderates, and Democrats all supporting this bill, and and the goal of it is purely additive. Uh, so we know based on FAA data that DCA is currently underutilized. It has the capacity to add more flights, and that's what this legislation aims to do. Uh, because DCA and Washington's other airport, Dulles, are both federally owned facilities, they are in the unique situation of needing congressional approval to add more flights. So this bill would not touch any existing flights. Everything would remain the same for, for in-perimeter destinations, but it would give each airline, there's seven airlines at DCA, up to four additional flights per airline for both in and beyond perimeter destinations. So wherever Delta or United or American sees a need, they would have the ability to add more flights, which ultimately would lower prices when consumers have more choices. Sure. I mean, it's a basic principle of capitalism. The more competition in a marketplace, the lower the price, the better options and choice are available to the consumer. And I know Wichitans would love a direct flight to Washington, D.C. If the perimeter were to go away, do you think that would help or, or hurt Wichita's case to get direct flights to Washington, D.C.? Well, look, you know, what's interesting is I, I have seen some voices in Wichita uh, make the case that, well, Congress should could should stay out of this debate. I've, I've seen well, that, too. I've seen that, too. Well, I, Arguably, that's an argument for getting rid of the perimeter rule. The perimeter rule, as you noted at the top, was established by Congress in 1966. It actually was established before the Department of Transportation uh, was even formally stood up. And so a lot of things have changed over the last 60 years. You know, 10 times more Americans are, are traveling by air than ever before. And, and our argument is that this is one of those outdated regulations that that should be modernized and, and, you know, kind of keep up with the times. So when right now the, the flights for both in and beyond perimeter destinations uh, are capped at DCA. So by simply allowing up to 28 more flights to destinations around the country, that would have the potential to benefit everyone. What and so uh, – Oh, sorry, go on. Well, no, I was just going to say, what about the, the smaller regional airports in Kansas? I mean, both inside and outside the perimeter, because I know the, the opponents say, oh, it'll hurt those smaller regional airports. But again, I would think competition only benefits them. Well, and I think it's important to break down what this debate is really about, because the opponents of this legislation are being led by United Airlines and American Airlines. OK. And the reason the reason has nothing to do with with regional with regional flights. The reality is that United controls 70% of the gates at Washington's other airport, Dulles, and American controls the 56% of the gates at DCA. And surprise, surprise, they don't want more competition. So ironically, we're in a situation that even though both those airlines would benefit with additional flights, they are actively blocking this or trying to block this simply because they don't want more competition. Now, it won't surprise you to, to, to hear that telling lawmakers that you just don't want more competition isn't a winning political message. <laughs> and so they have so they have settled on the very misleading narrative uh, of, of the, that somehow this bill will cut more flights when I encourage everyone to read the bill. It's H.R. 3185. It's only a couple pages long. You can Google it and read it online. Uh, it is purely additive. It does nothing to any uh, existing regional service. It simply gives each airline more flights. And so I, I, I challenge, you know, uh, I challenge United and American who are hiring lobbyists in states like Kansas around the country and trying to mislead people into thinking this bill is something that it isn't, is just read the bill and tell me where it affects regional service because the bill is purely additive. But I think it's important for listeners to understand what's really going on here, that, that this is really about these two airlines not wanting more competition. Amazing how that works. We're uh, we're talking with Brian Walsh, spokesman for the Capital Access Alliance. Brian, tell me if I'm wrong, but back in the day, if folks from Wichita, I know in particular this was an issue for travelers who wanted to fly into Dallas, 
And often we'd have to fly into Fort Worth or sometimes you'd have to fly into Houston and take a connecting flight. It was just a major pain. And that was due because Dallas had a perimeter rule similar to this perimeter rule that exists in Washington, D.C. Now, ultimately, I believe that was done away with through an act of Congress. And lo and behold, sure enough, it's now better for the consumer. You can fly direct to Dallas. It's cheaper and there's more competition. Isn't that the same thing that's going on now in Washington, D.C.? Correct, because they didn't want more competition from Southwest and others who wanted to run more flights in and out of uh, the other airport in in the area, Love Field. Uh, So for years, they led a campaign against more competition. Fortunately, Congress ultimately repealed it. And surprise, surprise, all the things that Americans said were going to happen, they would have to cut flights, they'd have to cut workers. The exact opposite happened. The The only people who won were consumers. And I would just add, we had a similar situation uh, within the last 10 years, actually in Houston, where United had a hub at has a hub at George Bush International Airport, and Southwest wanted to run more flights out of Houston's other smaller airport hobby. United ran a big campaign against that. We're going to have to cut flights. We're going to have to, you know, lay people off. The city council over, uh, ruled against them, gave Southwest more flights, and the exact opposite happened. The only uh, United actually is extending at Houston's airport. So the only in both situations, the only pe- the people who won were the consumers who got more choices. Uh, they, they got to pick and choose, and 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 were able to ultimately get lower prices. So that's our view. This is pro-consumer legislation. It really does sound to me like this is a, a, a situation where you've got a couple of big players in the market that just want to continue effective uh, a monopoly. They don't quite have it, but they've got certainly a dominant position, and they're defending their dominant position. But if you truly f- support a free enterprise economic system, you you want to do away with or certainly modify the perimeter rule, and that is what it kind of seems to me. Brian, if folks want more information on how to expand access and affordable travel to our nation's capital, they can visit capitalaccessalliance.com, Correct. Correct. CapitalAccessAlliance.com. That's our website. You can go on there. You can send uh, a letter online to your senators or your state legislators or your uh, members of Congress. We encourage people to learn more about this. Read the bill for yourself. Like I said, it's H.R. 3185. And this debate will be ongoing for the next few months. Well, I wish you the best of luck, my friend. And uh, certainly, you know, hey, if, if we get this passed and I was able to help, I expect some frequent flyers mileage. Out. Okay, buddy? <laughs> No, we appreciate the opportunity to to let people hear our side of the story. Brian, thank you again for joining us this evening, and uh, carry on the fight, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We'll be taking your calls at 745, and coming up after the break, we'll continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles with a conversation with Julie Rose Stroud, candidate for Wichita mayor. Don't forget our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Does your office space stress you out? Tired of officing at home? Tired of going to coffee shops? Create a convenient branch office maybe for your business? Omni Business Center. Even if you don't want a full-time office, Omni has flexible plans that are not just affordable, but can help make your business more successful and your life much easier. Stress-free officing, only at Omni Business Center, home of the Omni Experience, 689-FLEX, or just come by just west of Town East Square. Oh, no! What? Who are you? Backseat driver here. What were you thinking trying to pass that truck on the right? He was in my way! Bad move, bucko. When you drive too close to his back bumper or drive next to him on the right, he can't see you. We call it the no zone no zone those are the blind spots close behind in front or beside trucks to both the right and the left so what if trucks can't see me i can see them and get by fast well slick that's eighty thousand pounds of metal at 70 miles per hour Eighty thousand pounds they take twice as long to stop and are three times more deadly in a collision yikes yikes is right junior so if you want to live another day smart guy give trucks some room Pass only on the left and don't cut them off too close. And for the love of Pete, don't text and drive. Know the no zones. Get the facts at kansashighwaypatrol.org slash no zone. Brought to you by Rusty Eck Ford.
live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. To get all the latest updates on the show, give us a call. Our studio lines are open, 316-869-1330. We'd love to hear from you. Well, every election cycle, we try and bring you as many candidates as possible running for local, state, and federal office. We'd like to give you the opportunity to hear from them firsthand. We endeavor to invite every candidate registered on the ballot to appear on the show most accept our invitations. Some, like Mayor Whipple, are afraid to do so, but we invite them nonetheless. So, by the way, Mr. Mayor, there's your invitation. So each week between now and Election Day, we will try and bring you a candidate or two. If there's someone in particular you'd like to hear from, please let me know, and we will invite them on the show. That being said, joining us now is Julie Rose Stroud. She's an environmental health and safety professional, a former high school environmental science teacher who studied at Wichita State University and spent time in Capitol Hill lobbying members of Congress and the EPA in regards to the 2018 Farm Bill and water and infrastructure funding helping to fund our city's new water treatment plant. Julie, thank you for joining us this evening. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you with us this evening. Thank you for having me. That's, of course, my pleasure. So I have to ask... I mean, you got a bunch of old curmudgeons typically in public office. You're younger than the typical candidate. Why subject yourself to the the spotlight, the criticism? Why run for public office? <laughs> That's okay. Trust me. I when when I first wanted to run for office, I had that conversation with my wife, and the first thing she asked was why, and I had to try and explain it to her. You know, she basically said, shut up and stop yelling at the TV. Do something about it. So, that's so, yeah, the number one reason would definitely be because I want to utilize my skills and experience to help the city of Wichita get to the next level. And I'm ready to do it. Well, and I think, you know, there's something to be said. I think we've definitely we've seen increasing declines in the city of Wichita. They just, I just saw recently the crime statistics that came out for the city of Wichita and it showed yet again that we're falling. We're falling. The wallet hub had us down again. I saw an opinion piece in the paper this week that pointed out some of the bad statistics. So there's definitely room for improvement in the city. Um, when you look at, like, for example, I looked at your website and it said the city of Wichita needs a dedicated environmental health and safety and sustainability department. I, I think there are some who may say, what's an environmental health and safety and sustainability department? And so that, let's, let's start there. What's that? What would, what would that look like? What is, what's an environmental health and safety sustainability department? What would that look like? Okay, so I'll give you an example of how it is in the industry, and then we can take a look at how that would apply to our city. So in any given industry or at a different bit in any business, you have the environmental health and safety department essentially ensures that the processes and flow of the business essentially is in line with the federal rules, state regulations, city code that uh, is in place to protect the environment. It also looks at OSHA keeping people safe, considering how can we do our business, get the end result we're looking at, but be mindful of the most important part of the business is the people making it up, right? Right. And we can't continue to do what we do if we do not take care of our environment around us. And is this function not being done currently or it's being done by other departments currently? You mean in the city of Wichita? In the city, yes. Well, a while back, the city of Wichita had a position for 
uh, a safety manager, I believe. Correct. I think you're right. And I do not know if they've filled that yet. I previously worked for the city of Wichita in the drinking water laboratory. And we did have a, a safety department, but it was largely focused on, at the time, safety awards. And I would say a lot of reactive functions were in place. But there's definitely room for improvement in being proactive in terms of safety. And so the sustainability aspect would be to take a look at our resources, our water, you know, the ASR, the Cheney Lakes, our deep wells, and our land where we, um, for recycling and trash and our, also our air and just ensuring that as a city, we're doing what it takes to be as sustainable, to, to keep us going long term. Right. You say on your website that uh, you want to establish partnerships with businesses that would protect our environment and resources. How would you plan to accomplish that? And, and more importantly, how would you pay for that? Because, I mean, it just sounds like another, bureau, another bureaucratic you know, branch of the government we're facing a budget shortfall. How would you pay for another so bureaucracy? The first thing I would do is audit every single process that we have in the city of Wichita, different locations. We got transportation, public works, for example, and ensure that the resources that we are allocating out are, for one, accomplishing a goal that we have, right? And ensuring that the steps that we are taking and the processes that we do have are in place for a reason, right? And then identify areas where we are being wasteful. And that goes back to environmental health and safety, sustainability, right? And really taking a look at it with a whole new set of eyes that, you know, it's 2023. There's ways to do business that is in a, such a way that we can protect our environment and we can accomplish our goal and we can save money doing it all at the same time. That's true. That's true. I'm sure there are. We're talking with Julie Rose Stroud, who's a candidate for Wichita mayor. Let me ask you a couple of other questions. And again, we try and give everyone the same questions. So I'll be curious to compare your answers to some of the other candidates. Not long ago, the city council passed a non-discrimination ordinance that many feel was unconstitutional. Some say it was unnecessary because the same statutes were covered by federal law. Would you have voted for it? Do you think if we needed it? And would you support any effort to repeal the ordinance if given the chance? I would have. Um, definitely enjoyed being in the process of creating it. Right. And then at that time, identified possible ways to improve it. But I think as it is, I support it. And could it be better? I believe so. But although uh, it might not, I feel like it's, it's definitely needed. And regardless of if we're at the city or the state level, sometimes you got to stand up and get stuff done. In Kansas City, Mayor Quentin Lucas has signed a resolution declaring that city to be a, a safe haven for LGBTQ plus individuals. He's also declared that Kansas City will resist the state's new laws regarding transgender individuals. He wants to uh, stand up against Mayor Whipple has indicated that he supports the idea of resisting the new state laws. I'm curious what your thoughts are in that regard. Can you be more specific in which state law you're referring to? Uh, well, specifically the protection for women and girls sports. Okay. And what aspect of it? Uh, well, I, basically their question, they're saying that the city would support any efforts or, or would not enforce the ban on transgender males competing in women's sports. You know, I've thought about this one. And... It's difficult to 
I, I, I honestly want to say it's impossible for me to answer this question on my own. I would need input from many different other people, people who are affected by it, people who are currently in sports, you know, and look at it long term. And he, I, I would need to listen to a lot of different sides and stories, and I would want to collectively come up with what the best direction is. And at this time, I do not have an answer. That's fair. That's fair for sure. We'll take a quick break. When we continue, we'll continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles with Julie Rose Stroud. Our phone lines are open, 316-869-1330. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. You're driving down the road when suddenly your GPS tells you there's a detour ahead. That doesn't mean you just turn around and go home. At Baxter & Associates, we know that just because the directions may change, your destination hasn't. I'm Justin Baxter with Baxter & Associates. Let us help you map your financial future. Call 652-0101 or go to money-planning.com. Baxter & Associates, time well spent, money well invested, securities and advisory services offered through Sage Point Financial, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. These entities are not affiliated. It's time to celebrate independence and kick your summer off with a bang with a new Ford from Rusty Eck Ford. We're going to help you celebrate with savings of $1,000 off MSRP of any new Ford car, truck, or SUV in stock. That gives you a total savings up to $9,900 off MSRP. Or buy your new Ford from Rusty Eck Ford with financing as low as 0% APR. With a great selection, big discounts, and low financing offers, buying your new Ford has never been easier at Rusty Eck Ford. Save big with discounts of $1,000 off MSRP of any new Ford in stock. Financing as low as 0% APR or total savings up to $9,900 off MSRP. Only at Rusty Eck Ford. Experience the real difference today at Rusty Eck Ford and RustyEckFord.com. Plus tax and fees. Discount off new Fords in stock. Excludes Bronco. Lock E23C083. MSRP 77999. 1000 discount plus 89 rebate. Sale price 68.090. 0% APR financing for up to 36 months on select models upon Ford credit approval. Payment of 2778 per month for 1000 finance. Offers cannot be combined. Expire 731.23. Severe weather season is here, and we have ways for you to prepare well before storms strike. Listen for forecast updates to see when you are at risk for severe weather. The time is now to make a safety plan for you and your family. Pick a safe room in your home, such as a basement, storm cellar, or interior room on the lowest floor, where you will be away from windows. Keep trees and branches trimmed near your home. Many thunderstorm injuries occur when trees fall onto homes. Check any updates for your home insurance policy. Stock up supplies in your storm shelters, such as batteries, bottled water, a battery-operated AM-FM NOAA radio, and a first aid kit. Safeguard documents such as policies, passports, and birth certificates. Most importantly, make sure you have multiple ways to receive watches and warnings. Take action now and prepare. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. From breaking news to severe weather updates, KNSS is always here for you. So help ensure that we're always here for you. Tell your legislators to keep AM radio in vehicles now. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to keep AM radio in cars. And while you're at it, make sure you like and follow the John Whitmer Show Facebook page and follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show. With us still to continue our 2023 local election candidate profiles is Julie Rose Stroud, candidate for Wichita mayor. Julie, last year the mayor pushed to decriminalize marijuana. Many expect that this issue will likely get another look under the new council when it is formed after this election. Would you move to put marijuana cases back into the court system? Do you support keeping marijuana laws out of the city code? Do you favor statewide legalization? What's your take on marijuana legislation keep it as is no you want to leave so definitely continue to decriminalize okay. it okay there's more things that we there's higher things we need to be focused on are you in favor of legalizing medical marijuana 
I'm in favor of legalizing medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, and I think we need to jump on the bandwagon and get it rolling and come up with definitely a plan that our city will benefit from and aspects that we can utilize. It's tough. I, I can tell you that's tough. And that would stand in contrast with both federal and state law if you legalized. Definitely. City, it would. Okay. Uh, at least you're willing to have the fight. Where do you stand on saving Century 2 versus the Riverfront Legacy Master Plan? What are your thoughts on Century 2? I love Century 2. I grew up next to the river. So you're not in favor of tearing it down. You'd be more, more in favor of keeping Century 2 and repurposing it. Uh, Century 2 has a special place in my heart, along with the entire downtown riverfront area. However, as an environmental health and safety professional, my decision would be largely uh, geared towards protecting the people of our city. What implications may arise by tearing that down if we did? The water, the river that's right next to it that might pick up debris and other things like that. Also, the future plans and how that would look in terms of environmental health and safety and business functions. And environmental health and safety also includes economics because if the city doesn't have money to, to, to properly work and be prosperous, then the individuals who live there also suffer. Right, yeah, you're absolutely right. And property values. I mean, there are a lot of businesses, a lot of homes along the river, and that if it hurts their value, their property values, then that obviously hurts the city. We're talking with Julie Rose Stroud, candidate for Wichita mayor. Um, I'm curious, since you brought up again the fact that you're an environmental uh, policy expert, what do you think of Mayor Whipple's plan to ban or tax single-use plastic bags? It's kind of, it hasn't come up recently. You like the idea. I like it. Would you like banning it, taxing it? Which, what would be your, if you, if it came up on the council, how would you support it? I would support Taxing it first, see how what kind of money we can get from that, and uh, definitely would like to have a study where, w- when we did taxes, how much has it impacted the environment, okay? And then also going from that, you know, getting city, city of Wichita bags, alternative bags where we could make money from that, and joining up with the local high schools to where we can team up with young professionals who would create those uh, bags that are reusable and beneficial for the environment. Now, I've not heard that idea before. That's not a bad idea. You mentioned taxes. We obviously need to grow taxes. Uh, We don't have to grow tax. Rather, I'm sorry, I'm Frankly, you got me caught up on the bag idea. Um, the city is facing a budget shortfall. It could be relatively low. It could be as high as $25 million over the next few years. We don't know the exact figures yet. What would be your plan to address the budget shortfall? Oh, I don't like taxes. Definitely not a fan for taxes at all. So how do you address the budget shortfall? So, let me ask, so the follow-up then question is, would you support a tax increase of any kind? No. So then how would you address the budget shortfall? Cuts? I would definitely look at the city of Wichita from an environmental health and safety uh, aspect. And like I said, figuring out where we are spending our money and being wasteful, number one, so we can reallocate those funds in other areas. But then also taking a deeper look at the functionality of our city in terms of environmental health and safety and then taking benefit from those federal grants out there and utilizing those funds to ensure our city is as prosperous as possible. Okay, I had not heard that one either. And also I would like to add on that. Yeah. So when we talk about the 29th and Grove contamination site and we take a look at the implications that that, that, that I had, that did not only impact the individuals who live there and their generations, but our entire city as a whole. Because when we have people who are hurt in any type of a way or their health is impacted, that down the line affects our economy as a whole. And so we want to be mindful of situations like that. And that's why environmental health and safety should be numero uno in terms of what direction our city of Wichita should be going in. 
Because at the end of the day, if our people are not healthy and safe, then our economy is going to suffer. Have you followed uh, city Wichita politics lately? Are you familiar with some of the interpersonal relationships that have gone on amongst city council members? Particularly what I'm talking about, it is a theme that has been underlying this campaign has been civility amongst the council. Infighting, some of the jabs, you've got ethics issues. I know the Wichita Ethics Board voted four to nothing that Mayor Whipple violated the city's ethics policy by trying to use his position as mayor to seek favors and private gain. Um, what are your thoughts on just the, the climate at City Hall? The climate at City Hall, you know, in terms of what you're describing it, it's not a healthy climate at all. We should not be focused on pointing fingers or blaming other people, but coming together as a whole and listening to one another to solve the problem, right? And it shouldn't matter who came up with the answer, but it, what should matter is that the problem that we are wanting to resolve gets resolved. And having worked for the city of Wichita, this is one of the reasons why I want to run for me. And another an additional reason is just I want to bring, I want to inspire everyone who I work with, who I come in contact with. I want to help individuals. I want to breathe life into them and there's no reason why we should have people who are in poverty, okay? We really shouldn't. We should have, we should be breathing life into individuals, giving them hope, giving them the keys that they need, answering their questions and helping them out in any way possible. And I think that if the city of Wichita would improve the, their morale, their morale in general, that that would spread into the city as a whole. Uh, it's definitely a, a forward-looking vision for sure. Julie, thank you again for joining us this evening. If folks want more information on your campaign, if they want to volunteer, they can find information at julierosestroud.com, and they can find you on Twitter. Slash Mayor. At Slash Mayor, thank you. And they can find you on Twitter at Julie. Y Rose, and that's R O Z E, correct? Yes, yeah. but it's better to follow me on uh, Instagram or Facebook. Perfect. Julia, thank you again for joining us this evening. Coming up, Carrie Lake will be back right after this.